Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you from our homes in quarantine on a wonderful Thursday, May 28th. Uh, MLS creeping ever so close to returning. Uh, a little bit of some modifications, maybe, to the Orlando tournament. We're going to talk about that. Also, teams given the green light for small group training. We'll tell you what that entails and the 17 million rules that we all have to follow. Uh, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other talk in there as well. As Texas says, 25% of people will be allowed in stadiums to watch games. Uh, that sounds like fun. We'll discuss all of that. Uh, to help me do it, the hammer himself, Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's going well. Glad to be back. Is this thing over yet? No, it's not. No. Everybody pretends like oh. it is, but it's. I don't. I, I don't think we're there yet. I know. <laughs> I, you know how I know we're not there yet? Because I'm not in the COG studio, and you're there not you in the COG studio. And until that happens, it's not over. So, that is uh, a strong, hopefully. strong indicator. That is. That seems like that seems like a a, a strong indicator. So uh, we'll we'll do that. Um, how how's the week been going? Everything okay? You fine? The, the week's been been good. You know, the three day weekend. Uh, it's funny in quarantine. You would think the weekends are, are pretty similar to the the weekdays, but working from home, the weekend is actually kind of special because you don't have to work, and it literally is a break from the office, which is kind of nice. So the three day weekend. Uh, we we enjoyed it. The family and I enjoyed it. We had a little tough time on Tuesday, but to be honest, we had a tough time Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, Thursday. Uh, it's just been a <laughs> slow week because because of that long weekend. But it was it, it's been good. Things are good. How about yourself? How's the child yeah, and say, wife? Yeah, uh, the the child. The child is is a child. Uh, he's doing fine. He's you know we're almost we're getting about ten and a half hours of sleep at night out of him. Now I'm not getting ten and a half hours of sleep because you know when he goes to bed. Uh, I at least want to stay up and do something for, you know, at least until 11 p.m. because that's the only time that you sort of have that break. Um, but he's doing okay. We're we're progressing. We'd like him to go 11 hours, but 10 and a half right now is not horrible. So if anybody that's wants impressive. to text me at, at 5.45 a.m., I'm usually up. So it uh, shouldn't be an issue. He's, he's usually up as well. So we're doing that. I, I did have some fun. I had a good weekend. It was nice. It was different, um, which is, is always nice, I think, in these times. It was a different sort of feel. Three-day weekend. Uh, had to put a whole bunch of furniture together. We did some grilling. I'll, I'll take that. No problems. Everything's great. Um, the 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 real exciting thing though was that you know SpaceX was going to launch the astronauts up to the International Space Station, and so um, at work and I work at in the office in the mornings. Uh, at work, we actually had it up on the on the big screens. We're like, oh man, this is going to happen. This is cool. The whole deal. And then it didn't happen. And really, uh, that is sort of the indication of just how I think my life and everybody's life is going right now is oh let's get excited for something and then watch it not happen. Or let's get excited for something and have Florida ruin it because that seems like a pretty <laughs> pretty common theme. I was going to say, you you stole the joke that I had pre-canned. You know, it's a good thing we don't uh, share these jokes ahead of time, but you're absolutely right. The, the SpaceX launch was essentially 2020 in a nutshell. Let's get excited and then actually, you know what, forget it. Nothing's going to happen. Well, uh, I hear I like let's, let's go. Florida. Yeah, let's sort of well. Somebody somebody tweeted out, and it was 100% right. Ah, oh, uh, you know, SpaceX and NASA are, are inspiring a new generation to hate Florida because of their weather. <laughs> um, and I said, yep, that is absolutely 100% uh, correct. So, uh, more personal stuff. My wife actually used to work for um, a large company, and that company launched satellites into uh, into orbit. And so, one of the satellites that she was working on. Um, she got to go down to uh, to Cape Canaveral and and get ready down to the Cape and and was there for the launch, except that it got scrubbed for about four or five days straight because of weather. And eventually they're like, ah, well, we're going to send everybody home. So they sent everybody home and then it launched. And that was her only chance to witness the launch in person of of something that she had worked on and it didn't happen. And then away she went. So, uh, yeah. So it brings up bad memories every time she sees, she's like, ah, the stupid pad and the weather and, you know, the whole deal. So I, I don't think we're moving to Florida anytime. But it was a... Uh, it was all fun. It was interesting. And for those of you paying attention, another chance on Saturday where the weather is still still supposed to be crap. And then if it doesn't launch on Saturday, though, you could go on Sunday and Sunday the weather is supposed to be crap. So there you go. Uh, all, all, all fun stuff if you're looking for SpaceX. I know everybody tuned in for this particular reason. Um, I was going to say it's, glad, it's glad we Galaxy. Got yeah. Galaxy, Space Talk. It's all it's all it's all related. 
corner of the galaxy if you yeah. didn't realize what this isn't a sports <laughs> show we've been yeah. we've been covering the whole time until we could talk about space and so now we're now we're there all right uh let's get a little bit to the la galaxy as we reminded you on monday and if you miss monday's podcast you're gonna want to go listen to it uh, a lot of stuff there uh kevin was all fired up uh, don garber threatened to find people a million dollars and fire players and terminate employment and get you know, he was all mad uh because of leaks that were were coming out and we've been covering the leaks. The Athletics doing a great job getting stuff out. Uh, Jeff Carlisle, ESPN is doing a great job. Um, you know, Stephen Goff is doing a great job. So they're seeing all these leaks that are coming out. Which, by the way, Kevin 100% got right. With those leaks, Eric, it's giving us a seat at the table at one of MLS's most important decisions in the history of the league. Um, and so to think that there is even anything upset, I, I get it. You don't want to just. You don't want all your secrets to get out, and you know that's why we have the non-disclosure agreement on COG stuff. Um, but you don't want all your secrets to get out, and if you're MLS, you know you sort of just got to deal with it. That's part of being a big league, and that's part of having you know 1,100, 1,500, 2,000 employees is that you you're not going to be able to keep that stuff in in house. Yeah, and I'm a company man, so I'll back I'll back you up that if you haven't listened to Mondays, I highly recommend going back and listening because uh, the panda was absolutely on fire, and I, I stand with his sentiment that if if you're not getting leaks out, then you don't have a product that that people are interested in. So just the fact that there are leaks and that there are people wanting to research it and there's an audience who wants to consume that media, that's that's a great thing for the league, and the more. Uh, you know, it's kind of that, uh, you know, there's no such thing as bad press. The more those things happen, the more eyes get on the league. And so I, I understand that if there's some top secret stuff and you don't want information getting out, you know, obviously you don't want everything to be out in the open, especially if you're trying to negotiate and there's, you know, health scenarios involved and all these different things. I get that. But at the same time, you can't get upset if it does get leaked out. And if the information's accurate, then you know, you can't really be too upset if there were if the information got out and there was a twist that, you know, there was a doctored email and they kind of changed the facts. And that's actually not what was going on. That'd be different. But everything that got out appears to be accurate. And so, uh, you know, I, I kind of am of the same sentiment that if you open your doors a little bit more and, and create that transparency, then you don't have to worry about the leaks, uh, you know, where you can and you can kind of control the narrative. So I thought the panda was spot on uh, with, with his take. And so, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the show on Monday with both of you guys. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was an interesting one to sort of do there. Um, you know, of course, the leak about you know the termination and everything like that came from a leak, um, a leaked email. Um, if you do, you, do you want to put on your tinfoil hat for a second and join me in a conspiracy theory that has probably has no basis? I was gonna say I love I love a good conspiracy theory, so I'm in. Oh, this this, this is interesting. So MLS said that they were going to hire a private investigator to find out where the leak was and who the leak was and do the whole thing. Okay, so. Uh, I'm not much of an IT person, so I would I would think that maybe they would try to trace emails and tr and sort of be like, okay, well we sent you this email. Now did that email get forwarded out to you? You know, there's sort of like a tree diagnosis that you can do. Oh, look at all the branches of the tree. Okay, that type of thing. Um, just in in maybe it's totally unrelated. Maybe it has nothing to do. But as I put on my tin foil hat here and I pat, pat it down, point it point it up top, block block all the uh, the crazy radiation that's coming. Um, I'm I must tell you that for the first time today. Uh, MLS press release got sent out from a different MLS email address. All right, now it was it was still an MLS associated email address, but they changed the name of the email address. See, I have a I have a program that captures all of the email. Like it, I'm like, oh, take all the emails from this person and put it in a folder, right? So I have an MLS one and a Galaxy one, and the 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 email addresses that those come from are consistent. So that's how you can track those. So we there was a press release today. Uh, about small group training. So I went and I knew it came out. I saw it in my general folder, but I didn't look at it. And I'm like, I'll look at it in a little bit. So I went back into the other folder to go see it and it wasn't there. And I'm like, well, why isn't it there? I know I saw it in my thing. So I went back and tracked it. The email changed, Eric. So what exactly is going on here? I think they're trying to track emails with this new f new email address. I think, I think it's crazy. <laughs> I think I just blew this wide open. Not shocking. I mean, they, they, there, there are uh, things out there that you can track to see who who's read an email and what time they read it, kind of the mail track system. So those things are out there. So it wouldn't surprise me that the new, uh, you know, whatever new address that they sent from there, you know, maybe something tied to it. You know, I'm kind of disappointed with that conspiracy theory. I thought you're, you know, you're going to say, wait. and the private investigator is investigator David. Is. <laughs> it was Cosmo the entire time. It was it was a face reveal. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you crazy kids. 
Um, no, <laughs> I just like I started cracking up whenever you said, oh, well, you know, you can see if people read an email. What if their whole IT like sort of idea to figure this out was just to turn read receipts on? They were like, let's turn on the read receipts. <laughs> We've figured it. it out. <laughs> We've done it. It's done. We got good job, everybody. <laughs> That'll be one million dollars. So anyway, uh, just sort of an interesting thing. I don't know. Like I said, I think it's nothing. But I just thought it was funny. I was sort of thinking, I'm like, why? Why is going? What is going on here? Um, there is some breaking news that I would like to share with everybody, um, and it's very important. Um, Larry Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, just texted me, um, and it's a pretty big it's a pretty big development. Um, after three months three months without a haircut, Larry got a haircut. Um, so I would just like to like to shout out Larry, say congratulations on your achievement uh, today. Um, you know, it was a big deal, and so congrats, Mr. Larry Morgan, on Twitter. There we go. I'm glad. I was worried he was going to turn into a hippie, Eric. I was, I, it was starting to get that way. Well, if it was going to grow over the front, he was almost going for a Chewbacca look. So you had to be careful there, <laughs> especially with his height. You, you got yeah, to watch out. But I'm happy yeah, for Larry. I, good for Larry. Good for Larry. It was good. Um, so anyway, so that's MLS comes in with that email and, and sort of thing. So again, if you miss the Monday podcast, you're going to want to check out that, that out. Um, I doubt we'll get fined, but, I'm, but I've heard that Eric said he'd cover the million dollar fine for us talking about this. Um, so we're, we're, yeah, we're just fine. Okay, yeah. good deal. Come at me, Don <laughs> Excuse Norbert. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go small group training approved. Um, this is a, a an interesting little step that has just happened. And at first I was like, okay, that's great for a lot of the places around the league, but it's probably not great for the LA Galaxy being in LA County and a whole bunch of stuff. So basically MLS came out with a press release and said that uh, they have approved these small group training sessions. Um, and this means that groups up to six players can train together not really, but yes. What it really means, Eric, is that within six people, with six people keeping a minimum of ten feet apart at all times within certain zones, can pass the ball to each other. I mean, that's that's really what we're looking here. And MLS came out with all these graphics, and they said, "Listen, you can have as many as six people on one side. Uh, you can have as little as two people on one side. They just have to be separated by ten feet. Uh, you know, you can split a whole field up into different sections and different sectors. And if you're looking at us on YouTube, uh, we're throwing the graphics up there just because trying to explain this is probably it sounds weird. It's just that they create these little boxes, and there's ten feet even in between them. And eventually, you could get like six players on a single field." Um, that would actually be able to pass the ball between them as long as they kept 10 feet away from each other, which is an important step, Eric. But if you're thinking about training, staying 10 feet away is still not something that you're going to be able to do whenever you're actually on the field. You, you know who's thrilled with this? Who's is that? Guillermo, Guillermo Bar Scalotto. Because you can now put Pavone on one side, Katai on the other side, and just whip in crosses to Chicharito all day. Since that, that <laughs> seemed to say. have been the game plan, the first uh, the first two games, this uh, the new zones, the quadrants lead themselves perfectly for that. So uh, you know, like, like you said, you probably can't do much, but it's it's one step. It's the next step, the next phase. So uh, I look at it promising in that way. Yeah, there's still no indoor training facilities. Um, clubs can divide each full field into a maximum of two equal halves and may assign a, assign a group of players to each full. I think the big, bigger question here is, Eric, is um, so which six players are you going to sort of put together? And, and how are you going to, I mean, is there, are there guys who you can't put? You're like, no, 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 you, you, you got to leave those guys on, on separate sides of the field. I mean, because they're in boxes, it's almost like it feels like, like a peewee soccer drill where you're trying to teach kids positions. You're like, listen, you can only run between these cones and you can't go past these cones. And if you do, you're not in position anymore. Um, so, I mean, you know, a good guy who would have been good for that drill would have been Jorgen Shelvik, which is like, <laughs> stay in your box, Jorgen. No more running forward. Stop it. You're not that good of a defender to get back and actually do that. So stay in your box. Uh, do so, you, have, so, you, you have any thoughts? I was going to say, I was the one guy who enjoyed Jorgen moving forward. That Seattle goals, that highlight reel doesn't uh, ring true to anyone <laughs> else. Uh, to me, I, I was kind of saying it in jest, but I think... There is with the three people you want together, you know, with that, you know, assumed four, three, three, you want probably Chicharito, Pavone and Katai on the same field or the same half of the field. And then possibly, uh, you know, David Bingham, your number one keeper uh, as a goalkeeper in that situation. So I think it's not necessarily six, but kind of like your groups of three uh, or maybe you put in two defenders in there or three defenders in there, uh, you know, maybe an outside back like Rolf and then a, a center back uh, like Daniel Stairs. 
And then the other three that I think you'd want to keep together, or possibly four, would be uh, you know your your center of the midfield. So Sebastian Legette, Joe Corona, Jonathan Dos Santos, Sasha Kleschen, maybe Perry Kitchen. So you'd want to keep your midfielders who work in tight spaces together, and then uh, your forwards, your attackers you want to keep together. So I look at it more, not necessarily as six exact players, your groups of six, but uh, kind of your, your different levels uh, of attack and in the midfield, your spine to, to group them together as well. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's going to, again, it's not, my only problem with all this is it's not necessarily resembling anything that is soccer related yet. I mean, you're still doing, I mean, hey, you can pass the ball. It's a, it's a step. Okay. You can actually pass the ball between people. I wonder what happens if like somebody heads the ball, do they have to stop and like wipe it off <laughs> and then, okay, put it back in. And, you know, it, it's just, it seems like there's a whole bunch of, you know, <laughs> rules with this stuff and it, it's really tight. And so, Again, you're trying to get to a point where you're not only keeping sa- people safe, but as we've seen in the Bundesliga, you're actually playing soccer. Um, you know, lots of leagues sort of announcing that they're coming back now um, and trying to make uh, some sort of advancements in these areas um, <laughs> in terms of coming back. So it's, you know, you're at the point now where with MLS, you're like, okay, are they getting close enough to coming back? And one of the things that, you know, we sort of were going to talk about is, you know, they've reduced the amount of time, or at least it seems like they have reduced the amount of time they're going to spend in Orlando, which means that a lot more training has to be completed at homes, at home bases. Um, and I believe there's still three teams who aren't training at all, not even the individual training. Um, I know San Jose is one. I think, but is it just two I now? I think it's two. I think it's just Chicago and San Jose. So that's the, it. Okay, I thought Montreal I was one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, I thought Montreal was the maybe they finally got the okay, but um, yeah, or maybe that's Chicago. just the American teams. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Um, so so anyway, but yeah, I mean, you have teams who can't train at all, so maybe they'll even go to Orlando even earlier just because they can train in Orlando. They can't train, you know, at the place with that. But what you're seeing with this small group training sessions is that you're, you're it's it's a little tiny inch towards some normalcy, some actual soccer, some actual training, um, which I have to think. In California, and the way things are moving right now, that full team training sounds like it's not more than maybe three weeks away. I mean, because if you figured that they're gonna, okay, so let's just let's start throwing the Orlando stuff in now, because whenever we talk about this, we we have to talk about it as a whole. Training goes into the Orlando tournament. Orlando tournament comes back to open stadiums. I mean, it's it's some real things that are sort of stacking up in a linear progression of how these things are going to work. So the first thing that we're talking about is training, Eric. And so you have the training that is going to happen. Now you're going to eventually get to full training, full training then leads to Orlando. Orlando now looks like it's a five week tournament with just three games being played in group play, which means the groups get smaller um, and there's more of them because otherwise, how else, how else could you do that? So you would have to split those up in, into those. You'd play three group games, which would all count towards MLS League play. Uh, and the entire tournament itself, even semifinals and finals, I think from the time you land in Orlando to the time you leave is about five weeks. So we were talking 10 weeks possibly on the long side, eight to 10. Now we're talking about five. Um, so it seems like, uh, at least in the short term, that that's what, that's what we have. Um, and that's sort of the plan. So, you know, are we getting there? I think when you look at leagues around the world and when they shut down and how many months they had left uh, of play, I think uh, in Bundesliga, I think they had a, about a month or 10 games, something like that. Premier League, something similar. Uh, and you look at the timeline that they're starting to come back. Um, when you flip that and say, well, if they go small group in Orlando uh, and then, you know, because the MLS is on a different calendar, to extend that now into the regular season. When we talked about this last week, I said, I don't, I don't understand how you're going to have the mini tournament and how that's going to work into league play. It seems like you should do one or the other, mixing them up. But uh, with how things are developing, and it seems like uh, you know the likelihood of them playing in their home market seems more and more likely, keeping it smaller and then opening up to where you can now play in your home stadium without fans behind closed doors that now starts to make more sense where you count it towards league play. Uh, the one caveat that I will say is whatever um, final result champion is decided, there's always going to be an asterisk of all, uh, you know, involved with this just because of the stoppage, the mini tournament, playing behind closed doors. There's always going to be a little mark on it. But I think you can get closer to saying this was uh, a season, as silly as that may sound, as opposed to just having a mini tournament depending on what you can do. So I think I think playing behind closed doors seems to be more likely, especially if they start they're looking at shortening uh, shortening that Orlando time. 
Yeah, it, it makes listen. There were a lot of concerns that the ten weeks keeps people away from their families too long. It keeps people in isolation for too long. Um, so the five weeks, but listen, okay. Let's not pretend that MLS is doing this, that is shortening it because they wanted to, uh, you know, capitulate to all, to the players. Because that is does not seem to be the case. It seems more that what is happening is the country is opening up around this as well. So the need to play a longer tournament, the need to play a tournament that had you know five games, now looks like a, a, a tournament that plays you know three games is okay. Because for the most part, and even here in California, where I think things are a lot more strict than in other places, the the governor has said, um, yeah, pro sports can come back. Um, as long as they play without fans. Um, and we talked, uh, you know, we told you in the open that Texas is saying 25%. Um, so 25% of uh, fans can attend games. You're talking about fans in stadiums, in games. And I was talking to one of our listeners um, in Texas, and he, we were sort of saying, well, you know, but maybe the players won't like that. Maybe the players are like, I don't want fans in the stadium. Like, that's just not something that needs to happen right now. And we're like, so we were sort of theorizing and saying maybe you could block like the first 12 rows of it and everybody sits above it and everybody spread out. I mean, there's there's all these things that sort of come into play. But the bottom line is that where once it seemed like, Eric, the only way you were going to be able to play games is to go to Orlando and play games there and you weren't going to be able to come back and play games in your home stadiums seems to not be as big of an issue yet. Um, it seems like that's the way things are, are, are moving. So MLS is now like, okay, well, we can handle five weeks because then we'll make everybody go back to your home stadiums and play. And that would mean that they're willing to go with chartered travel and a whole bunch of other things um, unless they make the schedules regional, like we've sort of hinted that maybe they might as well. Um, so there's a whole, just, just a ton of things that are sort of lining up to make, one, Orlando more feasible, and two, to make some type of season in Major League Soccer a reality this year, which I didn't think you would see um, just a little while ago. And I don't know if the science supports any of that, Eric. I'm not. That's not my argument, and I yeah. don't want to sit here and pretend like we're, we're. Oh yeah, everything's fine. It's perfectly okay. I don't know if any of that is works, but that's what seems yeah. to be happening right now. Yeah, that 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 I was just going to say that, and again, this shows that we're in sync, even in quarantine here. Uh, there's the only variable here is the actual disease, COVID-19. And if there's a second wave and if something happens, uh, that can just throw everything off the rails. So everything right now could look promising, looks like everything's okay, start to open back up. And then if something happens again, another outbreak, then we're right back at uh, at stage zero. So it's just the one, that's the one variable, but it's a huge variable and you have to mention it uh, when you talk about it. The one thing that, you know, when we talk about playing games without fans. I don't know if you saw the Danish Super League, but they had uh, video screen boards with fans on Zoom. Uh, and so yes. I thought that was that was a great idea uh, to keep fans involved, but not have the fans in the stadium. So I really liked something like that. So even if they do open it up to 25% or you let a small number with social distancing measures in place, there are going to be people who are interested and, and fans who want to attend those games. So it'll be there. Um, so that, that's just going to create a discussion and, and that may be more of a headache than not allowing fans at all. You know, if you're the galaxy, when you think about lawsuits and, you know, you're exposing people. So it, those are things that they need to weigh as well. So it's not just like, okay, we're going to allow this, but, but now you're liable because you're, you're opening up a place where people could potentially get sick. So it's not as clean cut as, as I think it sounds and we're hopeful and we right. hope things all, you know, make that step forward. The, the final kind of point that I want to land on is when the season is going to end. Because if, if everything keeps getting pushed back and there was talk of having MLS Cup or, or the playoffs go into January, February, the 2021 season, if you want that to be a real season, you want that to start on time and be as quote unquote normal as possible. So the further you push back the 2020 season and have these changes, that's really going to make it difficult to have a normal season after that. So you're not talking about one loss season, but kind of two asterisk seasons. So it's, that's the one concern that I have about pushing it back too far. Well, I, I listen, I don't even know how you, you know, it's the same throughout Europe as well. I don't know how you push these seasons past contract dates. 
Um, really trying to amend contract dates is just a nightmare. And I don't think that there is even a legal way for you to amend a contract date. A contract date is set. Uh, usually, I doubt in the contract it says, well, but, you know, we, we can say that it could go a little bit longer. Like, you can extend it. So, I mean, you know, somebody brought up a great, great question, which is, you know, Christian Pavone and his his future with the LA Galaxy. Let's pretend that he's not, his future through the LA Galaxy is done this year. Well, his contract expires December 31st. You can't play games in January with Christian Pavone if his contract is expired. So are you going to play games without Christian Pavone? Or, I mean, it, it throws into so many things because think of it. Contracts expire December 31st. Guys are out of contract. Guys could be out of contract. So you'd have to extend those contracts and you'd have to get them to agree to, to, to extend those contracts and do those. It just... You want to talk about opening up a can of worms. Start messing with people's money and, and contracts. And to me, it doesn't work. It's a no-go. Um, it's one of the reasons that maybe a third transfer window doesn't make sense either is because it just screws up the flow of money in and money out and contracts and everything else. Um, so it's it's a real issue for them to extend it beyond, I think, you know, 2020. I think everything has to come and stop. And at this point, Eric, you're right. In, in a lot of ways, this is an asterisk year anyway. It doesn't matter. So why try to force it and push it? Um, I almost it, I almost feel bad if there's an actual MLS Cup and somebody wins it because it's going to be widely... I mean, so the Galaxy... The, okay, let's pretend. The Galaxy won an yeah. MLS Cup. I mean, listen, fans are going to be happy. They'll take it. They'll be like six cups and, you know, they'll be... Yeah. And, you know, it's better for, for the Galaxy if they win, like, their sixth than it would be for somebody to get their first. And then, like, the okay. first is like, no, you, you don't have any. You know who this is the perfect MLS Cup for, and I'm not going to say that? their name, but they're in our and they're in our market in the Southern California oh, yeah, okay. market. The other, if they won this MLS Cup, I mean, and that that was it, and they had <laughs> that, failures in years to come after this, that would just be yes. incredible. So I think that that would just I, <laughs> that, I'd be tickled vote. pink if that, if that was their year <laughs> that they won it all. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's something to sort of watch and look at, but I mean, that's sort of where you're going with this is that this, this, and you know, we had Dan Starris on it and he was like, he was like, listen, everybody knows it's going to be an asterisk season. We know that it's, it's not going to count for anything. So, you know, throw it away, um, and, and not have it. But even if you are going to have it, just don't push it, don't extend it. Um, the only way I think that you would get to extending it, by the way, Eric, is if there's there's fans in the stadium because otherwise the money that MLS is making isn't enough to sort of offset the cost. And if they're traveling to charter flights um, to all these places, you're talking about MLS losing, losing money. That's a losing proposition. Yeah. And for what, you know what I mean? To, if it's to gain exposure, is it to keep the players fit is to, you know, what, what's, what's the end game here. And I think that's something you need to have that cost benefit analysis. If you're major league soccer right now. It, it's money. It's a revenue grab. Um, but it's also, by the way, sports, professional sports is a revenue grab. Uh, business is a resonue, revenue grab. Um, at my work, we try to we try to grab as much revenue as we can uh, and do is that, that how as this ethically works? and yeah, and do that as ethically and safely as we can. But it, it's a revenue grab. Yeah, that's what all this stuff yeah. is. It's a sport. It's a profession. It's a business. Now we could argue that MLS is bad business because they lose money all the time. But we all know that with the appreciating values of the clubs, that their asset is appreciating even when they're not quote unquote making money. Um, so, you know, yeah. And if anyone's filed their taxes, you know, that there's certain ways that you claim to make sure that you get the least, you you hold on to as much of that money as possible. So MLS reporting that they're at a loss a lot of the time, you know, take that for what it is as well. Yeah. I mean, I I, I mean, I feel my taxes, honestly, I just want to say that on record and on camera, but I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying. And just I, I always felt truthfully, truthfully, I don't get any tips. Uh, but there so are people happen, so. is the point. I'm, there are, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. Um, it's just not either one of us. We're we're yes. up to date. I paid my taxes. I'm good. I'm good to go this year. Everybody. Go. Good job, IRS. <laughs> Thank you. Leave me alone, please. Um, so. So, yeah. So that's where you sit with this. These, so you have a shortened tournament. You have this this return to training. I mean. You know, these are all sort of things that have to be. Now, here's the here's the big deal is that, um, you know, none of this is, is set in stone. Um, these are all leaks. We're not getting final declarations from the league. The league refused to comment on it. MLS Players Association refu- refused to comment. Probably that million dollar fine thing. That they're like, nah, I like to keep my million dollars because Don's getting all spicy over there. You don't want him. You don't want him to get upset and start throwing out fines. So, um, so you know, nobody's commenting on this. I'll tell you this. 
Um, and this was also Sam Steschkel, um, who does a great job uh, reporting some of the stuff. Uh, he says, um, per sources, MLS and players had a call Wednesday to discuss a shortened Orlando plan at length. Um, and players to spend the next day or two talking it over. This was on Wednesday, making sure every player has all available details before MLSPA sends response. We also know that um, that Doug Robertson uh, talked to Jeff Laurentowitz, and Laurentowitz says there's lists and lists of questions that need to be answered for MLS to restart play, but he's hopeful. I have two updates uh, to that uh, with my communications. I'll tell you that the players do seem to be busy right now. The player reps in particular seem to be busy, and I don't know if that means that they're ready to have a response and it's going to be pushed back, and today was sort of the day to push back, and it was going to be sent back to the MLS on Friday. It seems like there's a, a flurry of activity tonight, Thursday, as we're sort of doing this, so there's a possibility that with all that stuff and all the discussions going on that that could be sent back. So that's one update. Um, that I can tell you that it looks like Galaxy player reps are are busy right now and doing that stuff. Um, the second update is I did talk to a player and sort of said, hey, you know, what do you think? You think this is going to go or this time or not? And they were just said, you know, we're hopeful um, that uh, this particular player says, you know, I'm hopeful that it, it goes through. It, it, again, this one is so interesting. Whenever you talk player to player, it's different. It's totally different. I haven't had this. Usually I can be like, so what's the consensus? And you'll be like, well, most of the guys think so. You know, everything. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. The whole deal. This is not one of those times. You can literally ask one player one time and they're hopeful. And then you ask them again. And now they're not hopeful. And they're, they're on the fence. And you talk to some guys. I'm not, I don't want to go back and play like that's It's yeah. too dangerous. It's just, it's, it's totally split right now. I was going to say, this is a great sociology experiment because right now it's what's the power of groupthink when they're all together in the locker room having those conversations. You can kind of maybe have someone who has a leadership role kind of, you know, whether it's a on paper leadership role or maybe they're just kind of a de facto leader by their personality can kind of guide uh, the conversation and make people feel a certain way. But now everyone's on their own island. They're training by themselves. They're having their own thoughts, consuming media in their own way maybe speaking to a handful of players on their on their team or their handful of their teammates so they're going to have their all their own independent th- thoughts without meeting together as a group so to me it's kind of uh, not surprising but i agree that it's fascinating that it's different than it's been in years past yeah um it, it's a it's a crapshoot right now um I still feel like this is gaining enough momentum right now that that we're going to see this. Um, the the Orlando tournament, with it being shortened, probably alleviate. Listen, nobody's going to love it. All right, they're not. Gonna, some guys are going to be happy to be back playing, and they're going to love it. Um, but I, I mean, the guys who are unhappy with it aren't going to love this. They're. It's like, well, it's shorter, and because of that, it's shorter. It's probably okay. But again, this seems like it's going to be voluntary. Um, and if it's voluntary, that means that you could see people decide that they're not, it's just not worth it for them. Um, that may be veterans who have made their money and decided that, Hey, I don't need to you know risk anything to do it. Um, it may be younger players. It may be up and comers. I mean, there's lots of different ways that you could look at this, uh, no matter what it is. I mean, guys who are up on contract years are sort of like, maybe they want to get out and play and show that they can do it. And they're really raw, raw. And this is how they make their money. And you can understand that we talked about Chicharito. We talked about Carlos Vela, um, you know, and having pregnant wives at home and how that's a that's a big issue for them. They may decide that they have their money. They don't need to make money right now. They can do without it and they'll play whenever they come back. And now five weeks, five weeks, Eric, it's like, okay, so you didn't miss that much time, um, but it could be upwards of five games, three games in group stage and maybe up to two more games um, in the quote unquote playoffs of it, um, the whole thing. So um, it, it, it shifted. This whole thing has shifted a little bit. Yeah, I think we're, we're at the point where the, you're right. The majority of players seem to be leaning this direction. And it's um, to me, I feel like it's always follow the, the dollar signs. And the longer you go without playing, and if you're not playing games, to me, if you're not playing, you're not getting paid. And so I think, you know, depending on what a player believes or how the league is going to work and negotiate these contracts with the players union, uh, you know, they're going to want something. And if, if, if they're not going, the players aren't going to produce a product then the league and the owners aren't going to shell out, you know, a salary, whatever tax cut or, or whatever, or not tax cut. See, got Larry Morgan in my head texting me about being a tax cheat. Uh, uh, whatever uh, percentage it is the of the salary that gets cut, that that's something that is going to need to be negotiated. But they're going to want at least a, per, a, a whatever percentage that is. So I think 
at the end of the day, you're going to see something. And then if there's players who are voluntary and they have wives and families, uh, you know, who, who they need to take care of, then they'll opt out. But I think you'll see the majority of players moving forward and accepting whatever the final terms are uh, with this Orlando Orlando tournament. You know, you can call Larry Morgan lots of things. Uh, you can call him old because he certainly is. Uh, but that that guy knows how to write text messages. Still, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's he's on top of I that, mean, which is better. He's than, watching live. Better, Give him credit there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 locked in. He's he's loaded. He's paying attention. He's he's engaging. Right. He's he's our best listener right now. Basically, that's, that's yes. what's going on. So uh, so no, that's good. Um, so yeah, so there seems to be something that's going on with this. It seems to be going towards. Um, you know, Orlando being a thing. It seems to be going towards uh, the LA Galaxy getting ready to go back to full training. I mean, again, we look at that timeline and we talked about small group training and now we look at full, I mean, the next step is full group training. It's contact training. It's okay, you're ready to go. This is the type of thing because if Orlando happens, um, which now looks like June 21st might be that target date for Orlando, okay? If Orlando happens, then that happens soon. That's gonna happen soon. We're gonna see it. Um, and so it's, it, it has to sort of work that way. Otherwise, um, otherwise it, it's, it's things fall apart. There becomes uh, competitive disadvantages to different teams and the different way things are going. Yeah. And, and you made the point if you, you forwarded, you were nice enough. I'm, I don't even know if I should be disclosing this cause I don't want you to get in trouble, but you forwarded me the press release from today and all of the rules that the galaxy need to follow to have these, this training take place uh, it's a lot. And, you know, with all the restrictions that there are in California, the Galaxy might not meet those requirements or the public health officials may reject their claims. So you may actually see teams like, like you said, Chicago, San Jose, and possibly, you know, the LA teams go out to Orlando a little bit sooner and train, have that full team training beforehand if they can't have the full team training here. Because it seems like you're right, the logical next step with uh, this MLS plan is full team practice after the small group. But if they can't get small group approved in California, then they're going to need to start looking to to make those moves even sooner uh, than the Orlando plan is scheduled. Yeah, I was told the small group seems like it's going to happen. So that's it, that step at least. But again, you know, that's not soccer. So it's it's yeah. it's a it's a it's four square. It's a form of training. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a step. Yeah, it's four square. That is man. I haven't played four square in so long. There's that's a that's a great idea. And that's you know, uh, one of the best all, parts about being in elementary education is Foursquare still alive and handball. It's the yeah, best. Yeah, those those are those, you're you're in on both. Are you like Peyton I'm Manning out there on the SNL skit? You're like you know yeah. you're hitting kids in the back of the head with the ball and you're like the, the, you, you live with it. The kids love it. They love it when the adult gets out there and plays with them, and then they they love it even more when when you give when you give them the full effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hammer hammers crashing into walls that's my and stuff like that. Experience trying, at least. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm diving. Yeah. 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 But well, it's all I, I there's this weird thing that like people are like, uh, you know, I, I have my nine year old son who lives in Colorado who I haven't seen in a while, um, which is probably the hardest part of this whole quarantine thing is that um, not being able we're, we talk all the time. But I but I usually I'm out there every month. Um, and so we haven't seen him in a while. And he hasn't met his little brother yet, which we were it was about to happen when everything got shut down. So that's been that's been tough. But I, I go and I, you know, I play mini golf with him or I go and I do these things and he's, he sits there and he whines and he's like, why don't you let me win? And he's, you know, he's almost nine years old. I'm like, letting you win. That is never, ever going to happen. I don't even understand parents who would let their kids win at any. No, no. When you're old enough, you'll beat me until then. I get to, I get the rule. All right. My dad, you know, my dad, uh, what was it? I always wanted to be a better skier than my dad. Right. That was my whole thing. I'm like, I want to ski better. And I would, I would go. And he just skied more and he had better experience and he knows how to do it better. And so I just I don't think I ever got it. But he's getting older now. And as he's getting older, I've I'm starting to be the better skier. And all of a sudden I'm sorry. I didn't have to get better. I just had to wait till you to get older. That's my son. <laughs> he's gonna have to wait until I get older. Because I'm still on it, Hammer. I still got I still got the physicality going for me. Yeah, the X always crosses. They're, you're always going one direction or the other. That's right. You're you're either getting better or you're getting worse. That's it, buddy. Uh, that's how it goes. I, I absolutely hundred um, percent. So um, all those things seem to be to be working in concert. Things are going in that direction. Even California, as much as you know, and and Kevin was quick to sort of count to rein me back. And I said, I still don't see fans in California in 2020. And he goes, Listen. A couple weeks ago, I would have agreed with you 100%. He goes, but the way things are going, it feels like it's kind of like the science be damned. It doesn't matter. 
um, that things are just going to reopen. And whether or not that happens or not, I, I agree with them. I can't count it out either. Um, so for all the people who are like, hey, give me my refund, um, there may actually be games with fans this year. I don't, it just, it seems impossible. I still, it's in my back of my brain. I'm like, it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But that is, I think it's a real possibility this year. Um, right now in, in, in 2020. Um, Jason in the chat room, by the way, says kickball is the best elementary school recess game ever, though. Do you agree with that, kickball? Yes, yeah. And the, I, that one, I, I, t- I maybe take a little too far because <laughs> that rubber ball is way too easy to kick. And someone with a soccer a little... background, yeah, it's, it's really yeah. cruel and unfair. So yeah, that's, now, that, what that's kind my of, personal stance. What, what kind of roll do you like? Do you like the bouncy roll or do you oh, yeah. like a smooth roll? <laughs> this is great talk right now. Did, this, did you I'm have just, names? Did you, we had baby bounces is what we used to call them. So you had the little bounces. So, you know, you throw your request to the pitcher and they throw the little uh, ba- low bouncer to you and then you just you launch it as a, on the bounce. So that, that was my yeah. preferred. But some people like the the fast pitch, the low, the, uh, you know, keep it low on the ground the and, and high yeah. speed. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that's my yeah. move. I like a little bounce. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, and uh, I'm sure young hammer, um, I'm sure younger hammer would certainly have it. Actually, you know what? Do we have a picture of young hammer? I think there was a picture of young hammer. No. That we had. Oh, <laughs> oh, my. Unbelievable. Wow. See, this is what I get for posting stuff. That was after wow. my kickball. <laughs> that, is, you know, for people on the podcast, let me just explain the sexiness that we are all enjoying right now. The eye feast that we have going on. I mean, Don't what kind of haircut would you call that? What kind of haircut would you call that? I don't know. I, I slicked it back a little bit, short on the sides. I have a similar look right now, actually. My quarantine yeah. cut isn't isn't far off from uh, from my sophomore year in high school here. Yeah, this is what I. You know what? This is what I get for posting stuff. You know, I, I yes. fully accept uh, what is happening to me right now. Yeah, everybody said little <laughs> hammer. There we go. Uh, the number nine kit, by the way. Look at the similarities. Again, if you're if you're listening to this, this is the time to go to YouTube and check it out. I mean, yes, I want the view, but at the same time, I want you to. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, dude, I think maybe we're stretching. We're, are we stretching one of these pictures? I think maybe that's what's say, happening. It's, the camera is uh, adds adds ten pounds just on one of these images. That's for sure. <laughs> a number nine though, hammer. A number nine, really? You think you earned the number nine shirt, huh? All right. You know what? At, at that age, uh, you know, a Brazilian Ronaldo was was a big deal. That was my inspiration for the number nine there. I got you. Anyway, I yeah, we've been uh, we we've been planning that uh, that Bless that you. that hijack uh, there for a little while. So that was good. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'm glad we could play it out. But no, I mean, again, the kickball thing. I just to go back and finish up our kickball talk because clearly it's the most important thing we need. <laughs> that's to talk where about. we're at. MLS. Yeah, that's no where MLS we're at. Right we're talking kickball. Well, well, I want to get to this in the MLS thing, too. But the, the kickball thing is I was the guy who bunted in kickball, who understood that you were like, listen, you guys all think that I'm going to kick it real far. Well, watch me get a double off of the little tapper to the left of the pitcher who can't throw. Right. Because that would be what they would do, too, is they would put somebody who like couldn't throw and couldn't run as the pitcher. It's like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to exploit that all over the place. So, yeah. Uh, the little tapper out there. That was uh, that was always fun. So, anyway, say, that's worse than cheating on your taxes. That's no that's integrity for the game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's understanding the game. That's there, there was no there was no hitter going on. This was, that was understanding the game. Anyway, um, the the other part about this is, and the reason I think MLS is going to try to accelerate the time frame on a lot of these things, Eric, is that. Um, you know, you're seeing leagues come back. The NHL announced that they're going to be back and they're going to have a sort of tournament that goes on. Um, you know, you have the NBA who seems like they could also be in Orlando at the same time that MLS teams are in Orlando and they want to sort of do a World Cup style tournament that's coming back. Uh, you've heard leagues around the world, not just the Bundesliga, but the EPL announced when they're coming back. And um, I think even Syria and some of the other ones, they're all getting ready to announce as well. Um, here in the United States, the NWSL, um, the NWSL is going to be back and it might be back before MLS gets back. Um, now their entire season is going to be comprised of a five week tournament in Utah. Um, that sort of keeps everybody, uh, contained there, but that is something, um, that is happening as well. So you're seeing all these, all these leagues, um, and major league baseball seems like they're never going to come back cause they're just arguing with each other the whole time. So that's always fun. Over, um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you're you're looking at this, but you're seeing all these, and I, mean, I, you know, who the I can't believe this is going to happen. You know, who the real benefit is going to be of the timing on all this stuff is the NFL. 
who was off in the offseason the whole entire time, who really hasn't had to alter all that much yet, who looks like they're going to have a regular season that starts it on a regular season. They're going to be able to do it. It's just it's going to fit perfectly for them and everybody else is going to be scrambled. And when you're talking about that, that means that sports congestion around the sports calendar is going to be crazy this fall. Um, just with, I think, college football, you're going to have NFL. You might have the NBA in some form or another uh, still lingering into those as well. It's just, it's going to be NHL. Everybody's going to be playing at the same time, um, which might be really good or might be really bad. Yeah. The, the one major difference with uh, the NHL and NBA is that they are, they're finishing up their season. So I know with the NHL, they opened it up to, there's going to be 12 playoff teams. So they opened up the field. The NBA is going to do something similar where if they do the world cup style bracket, it's going to be 20 teams making the playoffs. And then they're going to give the best record during the regular season or kind of lead the pots. So they're going to give them a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. So they, they're basically just trying to wrap it up. And the disadvantage, the, major disadvantage for MLS is they're only two games into the season. So it's, you're basically building your whole season on this premise of a tournament. So that's why that talk of having more playoff teams and however you make this happen, because you're not going to get that true sample size during the play of the regular season. You're going to need to open that up if you're going to give these teams uh, their games. But I'll tell you, come fall, uh, you know, between, you know, Labor Day and Christmas, they're just going to be sports galore, it, it seems like. And whether that's with fans in the stands or without them, it just seems like there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot going on during that time once once everything gets rolling, hopefully. You, you know, the Bundesliga came back, obviously, first, and it's the soccer that we've all been getting to watch. Um, are you a fan of the fake crowd noise or no fake crowd noise? Does it make you feel I, at home? I, I, I wasn't a fan of it. I liked hearing... I, was, I, I realized that I'm in the minority. I liked hearing... The player interaction, I liked the, you know, to me, the soccer wasn't much different. It, it, right. it was the product was, was pretty similar and not having uh, the the fans in there. I was OK with it. I was fine with it because of the product on the field. The piped in sound, it, it didn't sway me one way or the other, but I actually preferred uh, the nothingness. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was the more of a fan it. of that because. It was, it was more genuine. It, it is what it is, kind of like a training training session more than a, than an atmosphere game because it's not truly an atmosphere game if you're piping in the sound. No, it's not. And I don't even know. I think the sound was piped in over TV. I don't know that it was necessarily piped into the stadium. So it's not like the, the players had any of that, right? The exactly. weird thing was... The, the weird thing that I saw with with just the the players being in there was the echoing that happened inside the stadium, which is when it's empty and players are yelling, it just bounces all over the place. And it's it's weird. Um, and I don't know who wrote the article. And I guess if you're really going to dive into the um, the social impact of what you're watching, you can argue that piping in fake crowd noise is a lie about the situation that we're in. It's about trying to provide some normalcy in a situation that is not normal. Um, and so I can understand that. And clearly the person who has that view um, feels passionately about that. I'm not sure I care enough to have that view. Um, I thought it was fine having the crowd noise in. I was fine without the crowd noise. Really, to me, it doesn't matter. But I wonder what's going to happen. You're going to watch a game in, in Orlando. Um, you're going to watch these games in Orlando if MLS decides that it's going to go that way. Uh, and you're going to see it. And these are not in stadiums that are they're going to be played. They're going to be played in like almost like high school bleacher places. Um, that's usually what we see whenever the combine was down in Orlando and, and the different things. So you have these fields that might have some bleachers set up around it, but it's not a stadium. Um, and so I'm doubting that you're going to get any sort of piped in crowd noise or added crowd noise. Because now imagine like, you know, you're at the old San Jose Earthquakes Stadium that looked like a glorified, uh, you know, middle school pitch. Uh, and then all of a sudden they piped in like crowd noise like it was a 60,000 state uh, seat <laughs> stadium. You know, it just it, it wouldn't match. It's almost worth doing that for for the irony of it, you know, to have. Uh, the track and field stadium at uh, at Cal State Dominguez Hills, and then pipe in, uh, you know, crowd noise from the Maracana and uh, Rio de Janeiro. I think that'd just be, you know, a, a comic factor. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I don't think piping in fan noise for the Orlando games is going to be genuine. So I doubt that that'd be an option. But as someone who's watched uh, a Galaxy preseason uh, scrimmage from the track and field stadium and some G G two games, U S Open Cup games. We, we were built for this. We're prepped to watch these games in Orlando. 
We're ready to go. That's good. Uh, the LA Galaxy did something, though. I, I imagine if you're a season ticket member, I believe that's who they sent them out to. Or if you're a member of the media, they can tolerate, um, which, hey, that was me. Um, they sent out uh, one of the first of five pins that they were going to send out this year. Uh, now, Eric, this was the collector pin series that all of us were sort of uh, looking at, yeah, you have a uh, you have it there on the on the screen. Um, so the first one, and they're celebrating the five MLS Cup championships. Uh, the LA Galaxy have won, and so in 2002, the first pin everybody got was Mauricio Cienfuegos. Um, I think some people were surprised it wasn't Carlos Ruiz, um, but I think in the in the grand scheme of things, with the five MLS Cups, and they're going to acknowledge a player that was probably I would imagine it's just one player, although. You know, that's something I never even thought of. <laughs> we could have pins that oh, I just threw our whole premise out the window whenever I'm like, you know, they could put two people on one pin, um, which might make some sense in some areas. But uh, they do have one. So 2002 was Mauricio Cienfuegos. Uh, 2005, there will be one. And so if you had to put one player, we're going to sort of, you know, go through this. And Eric, you and I have discussed this. It's not going to be any arguing. There's going to be mostly agreement. Um, but 2005, there's 2011, 2012, and 2014. So in 2005... Uh, who do you think the pin will be? Uh, I think judging by what they did with 2002, because of Carlos Ruiz and the season he had and scoring that goal in extra time, I was fully expecting if they're going to commemorate 2002, that it'd be Carlos Ruiz. But seeing how they went with Cienfuegos, that tells me that their years of service are important. And I think since they're honoring Cienfuegos, when you go to 05, who was on that team? Kobe Jones. So I think, you know, Kobe Jones maybe wasn't uh, – you know, at his peak, at his his best in 2005. Uh, but at the same time, he's a Galaxy legend. They're one of the originals, played with the team for, for several years. I think him winning a championship uh, in 2005, you'll probably see him on the 2005 pin if I had to put money on it. Okay, so you have that one. And here's the thing. There are now three left. And I agree with the Kobe Jones. That, that seems like that's a pretty reasonable uh, response. You have three left. And you know there's three players, and they're very easy to sort of figure out, but in what order is really the question, because you know you're going to have David Beckham. He's going to be one of them. Uh, you know you're going to have Landon Donovan. Omar He's Gonzalez. Be one of them. And uh, no, it's not. No, stop not it. o- I, you, it's not Omar Gonzalez. <laughs> it's not Omar Gonzalez. Okay. Uh, Landon Donovan, David Beckham, um, and that other guy, Robbie Keane. Um, you're, you're going to have those three guys. Those are it. But in what order do those guys sit? And is there any way possible that, that any of those three guys are not one of the last three pins that are there? I mean, is could you, could you see them going like off the wall with something? Are you saying Alan Gordon uh, pin is, you think that's like an AJ, like an AJ Delagarza one in 2014 or, you know? Yeah, that'd be nice. But I, I think those three, are, are where you're going to end up with Beckham, Landon Donovan, and Keane. Uh, and, and what we just described, Cienfuegos, Kobe Jones, Beckham, Donovan, Keane. I think if when we're talking about Legends Plaza and the statues, if you were having Christian only five statues, <laughs> yeah, uh, you'd have okay. those are the five that you do. And, uh, you know, being that there's no soccer going on, I've actually put a little bit of thought into this, onto of if you're going to have Donovan, Beckham, and Keane on the next few pins. Here's the order I'd go in. For 2011, you give it to Landon Donovan. At that point, he'd been on the team uh, for a little while, scored the, uh, the winning goal in that MLS Cup. Uh, you give it to Landon Donovan. 2012. MLS MVP. I, I was going to say ML- MLS MVP in 2011 as well. I have the ball in my office that he signed saying 2011 MLS MVP, which is the only reason I remember that. So, yes, I, I can understand why you might do that. Then 2012 uh, is David Beckham's retirement year, going out with a bang, taking MLS Cup. I think you have an iconic... Uh, you know, pin of him with holding up MLS Cup with the the Union Jack on on his shoulders. I think that's something uh, th- that will probably be for 2012. And then that leaves 2014. Robbie Keane, another MLS MVP, scoring the goal in overtime. And, I think that's and how MVP. It yeah, yeah, and in 2014 I, he was he was he was the MLS MVP, not just yes. I think the MLS Cup MVP. Um, so yeah, it it, it makes sense. Uh, it makes sense. So to that's me. my. I don't. My, yeah, I, I don't see anything there where you can. It's really, I mean, you know, does Mike McGee? I mean, if you're talking about MLS Cups, you're talking about a guy who loved to score goals in the playoffs. Is Mike McGee one of those guys? Um, you know, it's, it's, there's some, let me just say the chat room is throwing out some names right now that I would say probably not gonna, you know, um, Dan Kennedy. Uh, Kevin Hartman actually is one where you could say, could he be 2005? He could be. Um, 
Well, he's Kevin yeah. Harmon is on the he's on the background he on of the, the panel. He is in the and, background. And so is okay. Kobe. So, yep. so you brought up a great point is that we're assuming that it's also going to be one player. You know, right. you could have something where it's a, a, a full team celebration rectangular style pin as uh, someone a who's pin. tried to have. Yeah. As someone who's tried to have pins made, there's a, a, a color limit and a size limit that you maybe <laughs> want to be careful with. You're maybe not going to get a full roster, but I could see maybe in 2012, you get uh, Keen Donovan and Beckham all on one pin. I could see that. Can I tell you, do you want to, do you want to know the story about the largest pin I ever bought? No. Was it at Disneyland? It was at Disneyland. We can, yeah. well, I mean, How, why do I know it, that? <laughs> yeah, of course. Why? Why else? No. Um, back in my uh, my my earlier days, uh, whenever I went to Disneyland a lot, I did get into the pin. I got into pin collecting. I don't like pin trading. If I get cool pins, I don't want to trade them. Um, there's I'm some really percent on board with you there. There's a story about about one pin that I this little girl like came up to me and she was just like the sweet and I was I was with um I don't even know who I was with I was with family or something like that and this little girl came up to me and she goes she goes oh I really like your castle pin Can you, would you like to trade and like the castle pin was my favorite one and I was like everybody who ever said it I'm like no I'm not trading you that but this little girl was sweet so like I ended up giving her my castle pin and then I went and bought another one yeah just pin trading's just such a scam it's ridiculous so um so I did that but yes I do have a pin that is a approximately uh five inches by like four inches and it weighs i think a pound i think it weighs a pound and the whole thing and it was like a a christmas one and it was yeah it was stupid so but i think you could get one if you wanted to do like the full 2014 mls cup team you could do a four inch by five inch pin i think i only paid like 75 or 80 dollars for that pin so (laughs) i mean really when you think about it i'm sure the galaxy will ship those out uh, you know in that format uh by the way it had Silver plated, I'm sure. Yeah, it's silver plated. By the way, it had five like pins on the back, you know, like the little stick throughs. It had five of those in order to. Can you imagine trying to wear that on a shirt or something? That doesn't make any sense. Even for a lanyard, that doesn't make sense because it's not going to fasten on there correctly. That's what were you thinking? What was I thinking? Yeah, I think I think that was when I think that was my ex-wife. I think she saw me and she just went no, and that was when she left. That may have been it. (laughs) That That, that pin may have broke the back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that in this podcast definitely it was one of those things. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was the pin more than the podcast. Yeah, um, but on. no, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, but no, so um, so I think it's interesting to sort of see this. Now we also know the Galaxy actually had planned that that members of each of these teams were going to come back and on the celebration of each of these, we were actually going to have those guys back in the stadium. Um, we had talked to Todd Donovan, and I know Todd was planning on coming back. I think Sean Franklin was planning on being there. I know Jack McBean was planning on being there. I mean, Jack McBean has three MLS Cups. Just just reminder, he has three MLS Cup rings. Um, and so he was going to come back. I mean, there's just, you would have been able to see Michael Stevens probably, you know, did Mikey Stevens won an MLS Cup, didn't he? Won one of those teams? Or did he just, yeah, he just, sure. he just, yeah, one of those. He was there. You'd have to be very um, so, unlucky you know, to be on, you know, one or two seasons that it didn't land from that era. But I, if I recall, he was on one of those rosters. Who who was on the team in 2013 that was only on in 2013 and then got bounced <laughs> and was like, "Come on, really?" That's rough. Oh yeah, it's a it's a yeah. By the way, the chat room says that the pin, whenever it's that big, it, it's it stops being a pin and it turns into a brooch, and so it's a brooch. Tra- a, it's brooch training. It's it's a good call. I'm not going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can go to the rodeo accurate. with your galaxy butt buckle there. Accurate. I hate. I hate it whenever somebody says it. Also makes it a window decoration. Um. <laughs> so, so I, I, by the way, I hate it whenever the chat room is spot on, and that was that was just it's spot on. And it's a good roast, and I deserve it. Um. So anyway, that's sort of where we're at. But yeah, you were gonna have all those players coming back too. It was gonna be just such a fun way to celebrate all these things. It, it's sad that we're missing that. I hope that it like extends the next season when everybody can be in the stadiums and they decide to do it again, because I think that would be really special and something that's, that's worth it. So, um, that's, that's sort of it. I think I'm out of things to talk about. I know a little bit Cosmo SC. Do you want to talk a little bit about your, about Cosmo before we, before we leave? I was going to say, you can't have another week and not discuss Cosmo SC. Do, do you want to talk about Cosmo SC? Cause you finally joined our, uh, our weekly event. You joined one of the teams yesterday. Do you have anything to add? What'd you think? I uh, I would like to say that I was nervous before I got on there. I was actually nervous for like an hour leading up to it. And I was like telling my wife that I was nervous and she was like laughing at me. And I'm like, no, seriously, like, I don't want to screw up. I, I'm not that good. So that's really where all this comes from. I'm like, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, but it was weird. Um, I didn't expect my soccer brain to be like tickled the way that it that it is. And it's absolutely 
you know, having grown up and played right back, and I was playing right back for for Cosmo SC2 there. Uh, Hammer up top, by the way. I I didn't realize Hammer was as uh, was as good um, as good as he <laughs> he always. I I mean seriously, like he's really good. And there's some guys on there that are really good. And I'm just sort of you know hanging out there, and it was fun. But it, it got my soccer brain working, which was like, okay, right back, overlap now or stay back, cut inside, stay outside. Like where's the overlapping run? Where do I need to be for the triangle? Where's all this stuff? Like and it was my brain constant. I was tired. I played two games and I was exhausted. Um, you know, I can't get the full night pass, uh, with, with the kids yeah. sleeping. My wife was like, come on, seriously. But t- I played two games. Uh, you know, we lost one in penalty kicks, which was some BS that was, really that uh, was when, tough. when you look at it. For sure. Yeah. We had, that. Um, we let him off the hook. Yep. Um, so, so we, you know that, and, and I think we, we had him on the ropes there. It was, a, it was a good one. And then we won the second game. So, you know, overall I was not totally disappointed with the way I played. I had some fun. Um, but yeah, I was, I also was responsible, I think for allowing two or three goals to come down my side. So yeah, that was, that seemed, that you, seemed you about made, right. You made me nervous. I think in the like opening minutes, your guy got smoked and I was like, Oh boy, it's going to be a long night, but you, you settled in and, uh, you know, you, you made, made me proud to be your, your strike not your strike partner, but your your wing partner there, uh, me up top, and then you on the back. And having this discussion, we text back back and forth afterward. Uh, as I'm talking about this, I realize, you know, what why what is it that I'm so into playing the, this pro clubs and playing with 11 other people? And you hit it right on the head. It's that it gets your soccer brain working, and you're you're watching you know space develop on the field, and you're connecting passes. And so what we miss right now is is live soccer. But this, it as silly as it sounds it's actually kind of close to the real thing because you have people playing in positions and, and running into space and communicating and working with each other. So it's a lot of fun. So if you haven't already checked out Cosmo SC, uh, they play every Wednesday night, you know, look for the, the Twitter account. And this Saturday is when league play actually kicks up. There's a yes. league. I mentioned it last week called Liga G uh, 96. Uh, so it starts this Saturday. There's games at 7 PM, 8 PM, and 9 p.m. So uh, CD Angelinos takes on Walnut Park at 7. Uh, Barachos Athletic Club takes on Cosmo SC. So I'll be participating at, at 8 o'clock. And then Barcelona, uh, LA Riot Squad uh, themed uh, group there. And then the Pineapple Brats uh, play at 9 p.m. So <laughs> there's going to be streams of all the games. There's six teams involved. It kicks off this Saturday at 7. So if, if you miss soccer and you miss MLS, this truly is something that's close. And if you don't believe me, check it out, give it a try. I highly recommend it. But, uh, you know, love Cosmo SC, love all the clubs that are taking part of it. Glad we were finally able to get you in uh, and make you a part of the events. Just a way, nice little distraction with as crazy as the world is right now. Uh, it's nice to look forward to these things every Wednesday and uh, you know, recording the podcast. It's these little things that make life normal. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's really a lot of fun. It is, and it is. It's it's entertaining. It was fun. I actually, I I would love to do it again. So if I get the the chance to uh, to be able to do it, I'll probably I'll definitely do it again. I've been playing pro clubs all the time on FIFA, basically every night anyway to try to get better. Um, I still suck, um, but that's okay. We'll <laughs> I'll, I'll keep trying to do it. Um, just a couple things from the chat room. Uh, Logan says I don't see Josh's room with Galaxy gear. Uh, that's because my wife makes me keep all my Galaxy gear in a studio that has more Galaxy gear than most people have. Um, so uh, you know, Eric Eric can survive, but uh, he's been to our studio. Uh, Eric, you've been to the studio, so, you know, I was, this is, this that? is the traveling studio. It's my backpack that I keep all that's this, right. this studio that you see, it's all in here. Yeah. This isn't allowed right. to be up. <laughs> doesn't yeah, go with uh, the rest of say, the house decor. Uh, Blint in the chat room was talking about, uh, a little bit about, um, what you know, were talking about Cosmos seeing how it's just like real soccer. And he says, uh, but there's no cookies in a bucket. And all of a sudden I got really hungry for cookies in a bucket, <laughs> even like $30 cookies in a bucket. I still think it's worth it. Um, so that's always good. Their name is escaping me, but those cookies it's at, cookie. at Dignity Hospital. It's, cook- it's cookies. Cookies, I think. Who cares? Yeah, I think it's, it's cookies. cookies. No, we want to shout them out because they're excellent cookies. Yes, they are expensive because you're buying them in stadium, but they're it's, it, they're excellent cookies. Kathy's they're cookies. In, they're they're expensive because you're cookies in a bucket. That's why they're expensive. There's like 60 cookies in that thing. So, um, I, by the way, there has been a bucket ordered of cookies in the press box, and it has gotten passed around. Uh, another thing that just died with uh, COVID-19, we'll no longer passing around the bucket with cookies. So, great. Um, I'm a little mo- bit more sad now as I think about it. Um, so, yeah, that was sort of it. So, everybody in the chat room, you guys have been awesome. Or chat room, uh, you guys have been awesome, so we appreciate it. Um, that was awesome. It was fun. Um, anything else, Eric, you want to get to before we get out of here? Just Kathy's Cookies, we love you. If you want to send Corner of the Galaxy a bucket during this quarantine, we'd appreciate it. Uh, All right. (laughs) Tell people where they can find you. Go. 
I almost got ahead of you there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You can also find me on Instagram. That's at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. And you can also catch me sometime in the future on Twitch streaming some Cosmo SC games. That's twitch.tv backslash EVHammer9. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com, podcast news, all that stuff is up there. Please check it out. All right. For Eric, the Portuguese Hammer, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. See ya. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.